Rituals are the foundation pulling us together, but it takes a community to support the rituals we need throughout our lives. Welcome to the journey of finding your community. Learn the knowledge of generations and how it applies to your everyday life. Tune in for an unconventional perspective on ancient wisdom and how it can change your life right now. I will tell you how to navigate this fast-changing world with the power of the gifts you already have. Living your gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times starts now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Living Your Gifts, Ancient Applications for Modern Times. I'm your host, Susan Huff, and I welcome you today and invite you to join me the second Wednesday of every month when we tap into the wisdom of the indigenous African Dagar tradition and discuss how the energies of its five elements can guide and heal us in our modern lives. Just like the Zodiac, you are born into one elemental group or tribe, but you are influenced by all of the elements throughout your life. They influence who we are, why we do what we do, and why we are here. We are currently in an earth year, which ends with a zero or a five. If you are an earth person, you may have been born in 1970 or 1985. We are entering a water year, which ends with a one or a six. I'm fire, which is associated with twos and sevens. And finally, mineral is a four or nine and nature is a three or eight. Today, we will be discussing the transition from an earth year to a water year in order to talk about the general characteristics of the, of the elements, what they can tell us about modern times, and also how we can use the elemental energies to bring specific types of change and healing into our lives. So it, it's more than appropriate that my guest today is my dear friend and colleague, Jen Hutchison, who is from the Earth Tribe. She is also the founder of Girl Facts, a feminist news and wellness website that is proving women's leadership is the next global game changer. Welcome, Jen. I couldn't be more excited about having you. And you were an intimate student of Sabanfu Sume's teaching, having worked with Sabanfu and myself for many years. Can you tell us about the earth element and maybe why, from a modern perspective, it has been such a difficult, if not, I don't know about you, but it's been most difficult years maybe we've had in our lifetimes. And maybe what, what you think she would want us to know today. But first, can you tell everyone how we met and came to work together because it was in a very earthy way. And I think people will get that once we have this conversation. Thank Welcome, Jen. Thank you, Susan. It's so, so lovely to be here. It's an honor. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, you brought walking for water to California where I live, where I'm from. And you met my niece and she was about what, 17 or 18 at the time. She was- well, at, She might've even been 16 at the time that I met her. Yeah. She was at San Clemente High School and you guys met and you talked to her about walking for water and she's like, oh my gosh, it sounds so amazing. I want to do it at my school. So you guys did the whole program and I kind of like watched you guys work together and I saw you be able to bring something out in her that she hadn't had the experience before. Um, she learned about leadership. She learned about herself. She learned about how to build a community with people off of social media. And um, once the whole program was done, I sent you an email and I just said, oh my God, thank you so much. I didn't know you. Thank you so much for being a mentor to my, to my niece because earth is about family. Um, it's about community and it's about um, um, did you, what did I really about? I mean, you, yeah, for you, it's about really, um, I mean, you are so earthy to write me, number one, is not, a, I mean, would be what an earth person would do, right? An earth person would, would want somebody to feel good and they would want to open their heart, you know, it opened, it opened my heart, the fire heart that doesn't slow down and um, allowed me to like, get like so touched, like you, you touch me and for those that don't know, earth people want to nurture all the time. It's just their natural ability to take care and to give 
and give and give and sometimes to the detriment that they forget to give to themselves right which is really an interesting concept of what earth does but that that letter changed me and then come to find out you live right down the freaking street right so so i think what brought you and me together was first of all that interest about women and empowering women and also being of service and I mean, I tell you when I found out what earth meant that I was an earth person because I was born in 1970 with a zero, it made so much sense to my life because I had always known I wanted to be of service. I wanted to be a Girl Scout when I was little. My mom put me into gymnastics. So finally, when I got older, I went back to school at 40 to get my master's and I got it in social entrepreneurship because I knew I want to serve and I want to serve the earth. So it, it was such a revelation to me to be able to finally have that way to take all those doubts away. Like I am connected to my gift. This is who I am and this is how I'm going to live it. And I think what you were saying before about how difficult this earth year has been and what Sabanfu maybe would tell us about it. Um, I think there's three things. One, we all had to stay home, right? We had to stay home and be quiet and like look around and see the state that the earth is in. So we're having to see that the earth is, is damaged. It's almost like the earth is saying, hey, wake up call, you guys better get it together. And also, it's made us look at community. We have um, civil unrest for Black Lives Matter. We have the amazing um, youth activist movement for um, the earth led by Greta Thunberg. And we had the women's movement in, in 2017. So um, it's I think it's making us look at home, our earth home differently, and maybe how we can build community. And maybe that's this is, I think as healers and 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 workers for the earth and change makers. I think we have known for a while that there is this paradigm that really needs to shift, right? Feminist um, people working around those ideas. So I think maybe this is the wake up call for the people that haven't got to into that perspective yet that, okay, now's the time we have to act. We have to do things differently. I think maybe that would be something around what Sabanfu would say. She might use a couple swear words, but. <laughs> I also think she would say, are you grounded in your own heart? Yeah. Like, you know, it, like we, it, we first, you know, first we have to go inside our own, our own earth. This is, this is my home. You know, this is, this is what houses, really houses me you know and how do you speak to your own earth how do you how do you get grounded in who you are how do you um then use that groundedness in a way that then nurtures yourself but then steps into the that's when the service work i think opens up so we've been in our own homes in our own house yeah okay and it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable i am tired of it but yeah. i've really had some quality time to think where am I feeling at home yeah and are there things I need to clean up in my home in myself right, right. yeah and I, I I think that that's one thing I think she she'd be making us get grounded a lot more yeah you know? and um I, I think it's 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 not easy, uh, but I, I love how you you talk about the social because in girl facts you're really bringing things to light about how, how to support women and what stepping out of their normalcy of what we've been trained to believe. I mean, well, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Okay, so I think that as women growing up in this society, um, it's interesting because the uh, American Psychology Association just actually updated the guidelines for treating women and girls. And essentially saying that women who grow up in this world pretty much experience the symptoms of, of PTSD because we, um, starting in school, we're told not to raise our hand um, and we don't see images of ourselves achieving things in the world. Um, we see these images of ourselves on uh, social media and on the, on the news and all those programs of what the ideal that we're supposed to be. My thing with Girl Facts is I'm compiling all these statistics 
about what women are actually contributing to government, to businesses. Like a lot of people know that when you put more women on a board of directors, the company gets more profitable. Well, people don't know that they also become more envi environmentally sustainable. They increase innovation. And these things happen in businesses, excuse me, in governments as well. So I'm putting all these facts together so that girls and women, we can look at that and go, okay, wait a minute. This narrative that we've been told that we're not good enough, that our contributions are less than, it's totally false. We're actually have this amazing thing, this social capital that we should be contributing to the world, not because it's a feminist agenda, but because the world needs this kind of female leadership, which is nurturing, which is collaborative. And this is leadership that's along with male leadership and, and in diverse teams. And the world is at this place that we were just saying that we need a solution. And this um, asset that women have can be something that makes the future more sustainable because women also contribute so much to the sustainability of the earth. Um, women, when women are involved in nonprofits around foresting and fishing, the results of conservation results always improve. So um, definitely check out girlfacts2x's.com and you can find those facts. But for me, as a perspective as, of a social entrepreneur, I really see this ability to plug that leadership into our world as one of the things that can really help us shift the paradigm. If we start seeing each other differently, not in competition with one another, we're really gonna give ourselves more of a chance to have a more safer, beautiful and sustainable world. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why when I read Sabampu's first book, you know, um, and what really touched me about Subombu's tradition, it, it, it's a matriarchal tradition. Yeah. I mean, for me, I was like, what? A matriarchal tradition? I mean, we've been raised in a patriarchal tradition. So, you know, everything was balanced. And that didn't mean they didn't respect the, the, the patriarchal co component of the village, but they, they had it in balance. Yeah. Like the, the women actually were more of the ones that kind of pushed and prodded, you know, kind of made things happen. And then when they couldn't come to a, um, you know, a dem democracy was every clan was represented. Two fire people on, at, as the elders and one would be masculine and one would be feminine. And that was with every single element. And so when they voted, they voted that way. And then if they couldn't come to a decision, if they came to a stalemate, they went to the oldest person in the tribe and it was a woman. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if our um, legislature was set up? Like I mean, if it was all in balance, I mean, I, right. I think, you know, like with all this stuff happening around what next Monday is a new full moon that's, right. and then what, 800 years for the first time at the stars in alignment on, on uh, December 21st, where the solstice is actually when the magna, the same astrologically like the Magna Carta. I mean, to me, it just says like this women moving forward, women like you're saying and having the facts and, and we are the mothers. We are the mothers. Every woman is a mother of this earth. And yeah. so collaboration my teens are like i see it like the, the 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 girls are starting to go wait huh this isn't working the way it is too yeah why am i being quiet why am i thinking i'm in second place and i actually think the young men are trying to look at it differently too because i have both in my club of teenagers but it's a struggle for women are so, um, and you you can speak to this better than me, how we're in competition still. Yeah, that's because we are in a model of scarcity, right? Not abundance. And that sounds a little bit woo-woo, but I mean, if you think about it, that, that scarcity mentality, there's not enough for everybody. Um, well, that has to change because when you have woman, a woman in a company, she hires more women. So 
we as women need to realize that if we get together, we're more powerful and we can enact the change that needs to be made again, not because we have an agenda, but because it will make the world safer, more sustainable and more nurturing. I mean, women aren't, aren't out there to, to screw things up where <laughs> we have to make, we have to raise the children. We, we have to find the way to put the food on the table. I mean, these are skills and, and resources that need to <clears throat> be worshiped and, and honored. And they're things that we're gonna need to, to have as we move forward. So, and, and we're going to have to do it in a, and like you said, in collaboration, I think in our women's group, we've learned that like, I mean, you and I learned because we've worked together for so long. I mean, we, you know, that there's just some things I don't do well. There's, you know, that I, I can say to you, and in fact, we, when we were talking about even today, I said, I'm not, I can't do that. You can do that. You're better at that than me. You write this shit up at you write this stuff up better than me. And you you know how to do that. Yeah. I, I I don't. Right. I don't. And you do. And so it's yeah. something about not being competitive with one another and really honoring what it is that we both do well. You know, and it it was hard sometimes. Well, but ultimately I think. You, you do it because it's of service to the to the message or of service to the uh, what we're trying to bring out. But yeah, of course, it's hard. I mean, we all have our stuff, right? Um, but I think that's another thing that I love about this, the, the Dogara work. I mean, the, the elements really allow you to really kind of do self-help in a, in a really different way in a way that's not only been around for a long time but it's like so practical um and so relevant that um as an earth person when i'm getting like um it i know it means i'm not grounded enough um or maybe it means that i need more fire to to pump me up to to connect me to my vision and i loved that working with you because we would actually talk that way. Like you have a little too much fire today <laughs> or um, let's work on bringing some water in to help your emotions flow. And um, it's a really interesting way to work on your own personal stuff. Well, it, it, it gives us, a, you know, rituals. I don't know for you, but for me, like if I do a ritual in the morning it, it can get me grounded. You know, Sabumpa would have me step into dirt or, you know, think about it. You're welcoming your body back. Like that was the ritual she would have everybody do is to welcome them, themselves back from their night's sleep. And get I you great did that this morning. <laughs> or you didn't do it? No, I did it this morning because when I woke up, I knew that Sabonfu was like, you you and Susan have a special day today. You better welcome yourself back. So all the pieces that you need to be present on the radio show today are going to be present. <laughs> right. And it does make you more present. And it gives you time to get grounded, kind of get in your body, settle in, breathe into your heart. I mean, even, even on the show, you know, before we met this morning, we, we prayed. We did. We prayed and set an intention that this would open our hearts and speak from our hearts and get grounded in that heart-centered connection, which is what we've lost. And what I think has happened this earth year is like, this is precarious what's going on. Yeah. You know, and again, we're in, we're going back into our home at the end of the earth year, which is a great time to gather and to start speaking more gently and being more honest about what does your heart really need and what do you think about letting go of in order to um do the service work in the way you want to do and are you doing you know are we not grounded so much in our culture that we're missing the pieces we need in order to get more focused on what the earth really needs us to do and, and needs to help us to get empowered to do and to utilize for the future. And I think 
I, I think it has to happen. And I think there needs to be more women. And, and what, what would you, what would be the one thing you would tell a woman right now to do if she was getting ready to decide, Hey, what's next for me? Mm -hmm. I, I would say, go look at the facts. First of all, understand that we do have an amazing amount of power and um, wisdom and knowledge specifically as women to contribute. I would say that what we've been told about what we can contribute is not necessarily accurate. I would say, find a mentor or an accountability sister to help you because as women, we do internalize the narrative and we feel like we're less than we feel like we can't contribute so get somebody to help you be accountable to the strength and power that you can give to the world and take baby steps and start speaking up at work raise your hand in an office meeting tell your business that they need to have a mentorship program to get women into the pipeline and to hire women and even that's kind of grandiose. Just tell yourself that you can do it. Tell yourself that you're worth it. Tell yourself that the world needs what you have to give and that it's bigger than you. And as women, that's what we always do. We always dig deeper, right? And find that way to go on and to go forward. And I want to say to women, honor that. It's, it's honor it. We don't honor it. We need to start honoring it. So if well, you do thing today, just honor that. And the first thing we need to do is like notice when we're not doing it too. Mm -hmm. Like, like take note, like, oh, I didn't speak up today, mm -hmm. you know, and not beat ourselves up for not speaking up. I mean, I just read, read a book, Awareness That Heals by Robert Stork and, and Strzok. And he said, awareness first, then be gentle, mm -hmm. be gentle. You know, how can you be gentle to your heart and to yourself? And we as women are not very gentle to ourselves. No. You know, we, we, we self-talk and, and have these stories and, and men too, don't get me wrong, but can we slow it down even in the meeting? Yeah. You know, can you slow down this process of what, like, wait, I do have something to say. Can I, you know, pause can you give me the courage to speak up? Yeah, and another thing I would say is think about your past, think about some of the things that have happened to you and realize that a lot of them probably happened because you're a woman living in this society and they had nothing to do with your abilities or with your character. So going forward, if you can realize that a lot of that stuff and a lot of those stories don't have anything to do with you how can that make you see your future differently where you can act where you can have power who you can ally with um what community you can become a part of with other women and people that think the same way see you for who you are and support what you want to do in the world and that's why I love our women's group. You know, mm -hmm. we do it, you know, we, we, we were doing it. What, how many times a week? We were doing it once a week. We were doing it five or six times a week at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then we went to what now we're at once, once a week, which is more normalized. But I think we, we had to gather as women to say like, okay, let's let's address our feelings let's address what's really happening let's not pretend that we're we're okay if we're not okay um which is actually the perfect place to go when when you think about what's next you know you're going from the earth year you're going from really seeing that our earth is struggling on so many levels we've had more you know trauma on the earth than we probably have in a long time plus the trauma with the losses and the deaths of so many people. And it's kind of brought to the forefront that be in the present moment, being present and grounded is the way to really get through this and, and not to um, exclude your feelings, which is um, a great, great time for us to take a break because um, 
I want people to know more about Girl Facts and I want you to tell them how, how to reach you, Jen, because I think young people and, and older women, when, when we're ready to really step in and, and be, in, and there's different stages in our lives when we decide it's time to be really of service in the way only we can do it. How can they get those facts to support them stepping into that and get grounded more in who they are? You can uh, find me on Instagram at girlfacts and it's G-I-R-L-F-A-X-X because of the two female chromosomes. And this is really about us, our facts, like what we are contributing. And um, at the beginning of the year, I'm gonna be launching girlfacts.com where you'll be able to get all of the facts together in one place in real time. So you can get empowered anytime from anywhere. I, I absolutely love it. And if you want to know more about me, you can go to livingyourgifts.com and you can always reach out and see what we're doing and how we're empowering also women and and all and teenagers to make a difference in the world and really align with why what your gift is and how you want to pursue it and bring it, bring it forward. So when we get back, we're gonna follow up more on earth and, and how to transition from the earth to the water because it's about feelings. And goodness, we know we got to do that in order to heal, right? So we'll see you in a few minutes. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit angelmessages2u.com. That's angelmessages, the number two, the letter u.com. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit stacybarber.com. That's Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, barber.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on transformationtalkradio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Raising the vibrations through stimulating conversations while exploring the mysteries of Atlantis and Lemuria on Tales from the Mer World Radio with me, Amira Beth. Join us every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be ready to feel empowered and an active part of the changing earth. For more information about me, visit Amerabeth.com. Welcome back, everyone. We've been speaking with Jen Hutchinson, who is the founder of Girl Facts, a feminist news and wellness website that's proving women's leadership is the next global game changer. And I don't know about you, Jen, but as we move, I am, I am looking forward to moving from 2020 to 2021. And it's so appropriate that we're now moving into a year in which we will need to recover from and get clarity on the issues 2020 presented for each of us. 
because the water year is about tapping into and unblocking and clearing our emotions, our feelings, and healing through release, releasing our emotions. It's also about rebirth. So what do you think the message water has to offer us in the coming year, Jen? Well, I am also really happy to transition into the, the new year and especially to be embraced by water. For me, what I like to think about water is, um, you know, if you think about a river and there's a, a rock in it, right? It's, it's like blocking the flow of the river. That's what happens in us. That's our emotions. We, we get blocked. Things come up. We get triggered. And obviously this year, Oh, there's a lot of triggers. So I am looking forward to inviting water in to help me flow my emotions out to release that toxicity. And, you know, in the Dagara, water is so much centered around grief. And nobody wants to talk about grief in America. I, I get that. But it's so central there. And it's it's so central that it's not like a big deal anymore i mean they have their big ritual the grief ritual anytime somebody passes they i mean they probably do it a, a few times a week and it becomes normalized and i love that story that sabanfu would tell that when you wear your clothes too much they become stinky and we have to wash our clothes we have to get rid of the toxins in our body when they come together for the grief ritual, they get rid of the toxins in their community. It gives everybody a fresh start. So um, that's what I'm looking for, uh, looking forward to this year and also the aspect of peace that water brings and the aspect of balance. Maybe if 2020 was a wake up year for how we need to um, balance and restore the earth, restore our communities. Water can come in and flow the ideas in with ease and grace um, and uplift us with some ideas of peace and prosperity. And, and I think it's especially important because if you've done your work in the earth here, um, which I'm not saying it's an easy year to do your work in, but if you really start to allow yourself to be at home and to listen more fully to what your heart is telling you, um, it, it does give you the, um, the water does naturally let you dive deep into things. Mm -hmm. Like, are you, you know, diving deep into what you're feeling? I, and, and, and back to the feeling thing, I, I think the one thing that um, you can take out of the grief ritual that, um, I really use on a regular basis with myself and with clients is not doing it alone. Like there was something about being connected to others and not pretending you're okay when you're not okay and having a safe container mm -hmm. to really say, I'm, I'm really struggling today and I just need to talk about it, you know? And I, and I loved how, it wasn't about even fixing it at the moment because for you couldn't fix it until you actually were honest that you were feeling it. And, and we, in this culture, number one, we don't slow down enough to feel, um, we aren't in our bodies well enough to actually know what, what's happening. But if we can slow it down and get grounded, like the earth has been telling us to do, get grounded so you can see more clearly where the, where the water's murky, right? Yeah. You know, which I think is an interesting, the water is murky right now. So are you really ready to say honestly to your, per, to your people, I'm really sad. I'm really struggling. I'm really afraid. And then if they create this safe container where you can just kind of like cry it out, speak it out, yell it out, which is what you do in a ritual, a grief ritual, then you're able to then have room for the flow to come back in mm -hmm. and the water to get cleared out, right? Right. You have room for the 
things that you're maybe supposed to be focusing on or doing because that place is now cleared out and it's refreshed. And, and I know that's so hard in our Western culture to have, you know, to have that thought about grief being a healing thing. And there's going to be a lot of grief this year. There was a lot of grief this year, 20, there's going to be grief too. I mean, this, this pandemic is, is going to continue. Um, so how do we uh, allow ourselves to grieve in a way that's also healing for ourselves, for our communities and for the world? And, and not to get stuck in it either. Like not to grieve and, and release and yeah. then not hold on to it so you, you can't move. I mean, I, I think it's a fine balance in that because it, if you get if you get too stuck in it, you can't move through it. But if you don't at least deal with what's what's right there in front of you, right? Right. I mean, I don't know. I call you. I mean, you're one of my people that when I'm crazy and I'm feeling like I don't know how to move forward and I'm stuck in whatever it is I'm stuck in, I I, I, I pick up the phone and say, Jen, I am messed up. I like, it. And, and it's almost like we know, don't say anything for a few minutes. Pause. Yeah. Listen. Listen hold space for the people you love to, to feel, I mean, we've had so much loss and yes, loss is a part of life, but if you move through the loss too quickly, you can lose what the message is from the loss. And, and that's my concern after 9-11, um, Sambanfu said to me, if we had just slowed down and not felt like we needed to go shopping immediately. I think um, we were told to go out to the malls and buy. And she said, not that that wasn't a part of it down the road, but first to allow our spirit to feel the tremendous loss of what happened then. And this is bigger than that in, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, this pandemic has definitely brought in so much loss. And can we create containers for one another to really be safe to speak the sadness so then that we can regather and get regrounded, which is why the earth is so important. So then we can flow into the water year and really open it up for, to find peaceful ways of dealing with what just occurred. Yeah, I think that's why the Dagara have such a great way of dealing with it. It's exactly that word that you use. They build the container. So how can we build containers for one another, um, even just between two people like you and I do, where it's a space where you know you're going to be supported. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. You can be whomever you want. You can scream. You can cry. You can uh, kick your feet on the floor. You can, you know, have your heart be breaking and someone's going to have your back and then you're going to release and then you're going to come back to to your life but and then when that moment is over the container opens and you you move on and it's almost like what happens in the container stays in the container right and in the grief ritual right in the grief ritual which I was so fortunate to attend a few of them, it's very precise. Everything is set up so precisely from the beat of the drum is always the same beat to where and how the shrine is set up to how the candles are lit to who's gonna be um, doing what to how you pray. And then when you go to the grief shrine to release, to cry, to when you feel motivated to do it and you never have to do it, there's somebody behind you that's either physically holding you if, if that's what you need or just is holding the space for you. And, um, and I, as the griever, know that that person is behind me. And the person that's behind me is having an ability to support somebody going through something 
in such a profound way that doesn't have words. You don't have to have the answer. You don't have to fix it. You're just making the space for that person to be able to take those emotions that they're having that can be so toxic and so overwhelming, get them out so that they can move through that grieving process. And what an amazing symbolism for how we could maybe support one another by just saying, I'm grieving right now. Can you just hold space for me? I mean, it was my favorite part of it. And I can remember being held so beautifully that I there would be moments when it wasn't even my grief. It would, I would feel the world grief come in and know that that we needed a space to cry about what had happened to the, what's happening on the earth and how we connect. And that if we can really start to look like our ancestors and what, what we've done and grieve maybe what your ancestors have done and chosen to do, like, um, you know, Black Lives Matters, me as a white woman, what, what my ancestors did to, to my um, sisters that are, that are black, you know, and, and to really, um, be honest that we brought harm upon one another and we have to grieve the harm that we brought upon others and then give the space for the people that we brought the harm to to grieve their grief of being the ones that have been you know treated wrong and i think we we don't take enough time to allow the feelings to be spoken about we want to fix it so quick that we forget wait the fixing is about the speaking and holding a safe container so then we can all come together and say now what what needs to be done now and i i you know, I love that about Sabonfo that even when I would make mistakes and I'd say, oh, I messed this up. Like, I can't believe it, Chica. Okay. <laughs> you let me talk about it. And then she'd say, hmm, well, what are you going to do about it now? Yeah. And there was no judgment. There was no belittling, you know, no matter what it was. And she'd say, so did you learn something from it? And are you ready to take that learning and, and put it into action? And, you know, each time you, you, I messed up, I messed up again and again, maybe around the same thing, but it wasn't quite as strong and it didn't grab me in the same way. And it, it um, I, and I felt um, more loving towards myself. Yeah. And I think we forget to be loving to the human side that we have which gives us the capacity to be honest and authentic with each other. And I think by being able to say how you feel and not being ashamed of feeling whatever it is you feel, then gives you the ability to transform it. And um, I, I just, you know, I didn't want to do a grief ritual the first time. I didn't either. <laughs> now it's so weird so <laughs> but, grateful. yeah now we need to ring it back susan you have to it's coming back and it's going to come back in a modern context and it's going to be done in the way that that we can translate it to do it that's in honor of what they've taught us yeah what taught us and 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 i think we we do it on a small scale now already in the women's circle we give each other the space to be honest and not judge because we're so busy judging one another judging how we look judging how we speak judging what we're doing or not doing you know instead of just saying wait you know this is where somebody's at hold that container make it safe so they can move through it and then move into the next part of their life. Yeah, it's it's also about breaking down the walls, right? Like when the um, our girls from um, South Central came down to do one of the grief rituals, and part of the grief ritual also is you break into small groups and you um, you just tell uh, uh, where you're at or a story about something that's giving you a lot of grief, and um, it's totally confidential in that in that or in that group, and those girls got to say things that they have probably never been able to tell anybody. And the transformation that I saw after that happened and how it affected our relationship 
so that we could be closer. And then going forward, the conversations that we would have with each other didn't have judgment. They were nurturing. And, and we knew that they were in service to us being the best people that we could be and helping each other be the best people that we can be. So I think that that's something that hopefully, if we've learned from 2020, the clashes with the, you know, the, the racial clashes and the women and the men and, and that we just need to take these silos away and we just need to be with each other. We need to take down those walls because when we see that we're just all dealing with the same stuff, we're motivated to help people instead of to want to compete with people or to, um, you know, put them over there in that box. Cause I don't, I don't want to see that because that, that makes me sad. That makes me hurt. So instead of doing something, but I'm just going to, I'm going to put it over there. You know, I think it's such a good system of communicating with people and connecting with people and creating that community. And, and again, it's that safety of like not being judged and collaboration. And, and the more we clear it out, the more we collaborate, the more we lean in, the more we trust, the more we have faith that something can shift. And then it happens. I mean, I, I think it, it should happen all around the world. Everybody should be able to talk about what's messing them up. Right. And, and the more that we can speak the truth and, and we do, and the more, then the more authentic we can be, and then we're not hiding our gifts either, because yeah. when we're not speaking up and not being truthful about what we're feeling, we're hiding a part of ourselves that's that's not being authentic, and right. and that gets really murky, which I think is really hard for our youth right now, because I don't think um, we have the same system we used to have. Even I had a different system where my grandmother lived in my home. I had more people to go to. We live in these little boxes. I mean, this pandemic has made us feel more lonely yep. and more isolated. And um, I hope we realize that this isolation has to, um, you know, we have to lean in more. Yeah. We have to find ways to lean in more, even <laughs> even as we, we go to the next phase of, of of this lockdown is reaching out in the ways that we can and also creating safe space for people to not get sick. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a dance, but it's one that deserves to be danced as we leave the earth here that we learn to really take care of ourselves, our hearts. And that leads me into a, the ritual. Like, I think it's really important for as we leave this earth here is to really get grounded in your heart to really start to just be gentle with your own heart mm. and wake up in the morning and welcome your hug yourself and welcome yourself back from the night and then i have a ritual that's about drinking in peace it's a water ritual and give I, it to us come on come on i want it <laughs> you can have it today's ritual is easy water ritual you can do any time to release emotions and invite peace into your energy and so after you get up from bed and you welcomed yourself back from your night's sleep and you feel more grounded and you just maybe tap your heart and say, welcome heart, I'm so glad you're with me. I want you to take a glass of water and call on the energy of the water to ask for peace to come into your body, your life, your home, your day and into the world. And as you take your first sip of water or coffee or tea, ask to be refreshed, renewed, and prepared for the day. Ask for ease and letting go of any struggles you have or may come to you throughout the day. Each time you take a drink during your day, repeat the ritual to be filled with peace in your body, your life, your home, and into the world. And with each sip, connect with the water. Just let your feel that water moving through you and imagine it's, it's, it's moving through every space in your body, cleansing and awakening you to a deeper knowing, a deeper depth of who you are. Mm -hmm. And if you wanna take it even a step further, thank the water while showering. I do this all the time or bathing and repeat the prayer, asking for peace in your body, your life, your home, and into the world. 
And so, Jen, I just am so, so grateful for your wisdom, your knowledge, your, your sharing your service work and bringing it to others. And I want you to, again, to tell other people how they can reach out and learn more about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Thanks, Susan. Find me on Instagram at GirlFax, G-I-R-L-F-A-X-X, and GirlFax.com. Got some cool stuff coming up next year. Um, hop on my mailing list. I'd love to stay connected with you. And I just want to say thank you, Susan, for having me on today, letting me have a conversation with you. Um, it's always so uh, deep and genuine, and you're one of my favorite people in the whole world. And I'm so lucky that you came into my life through service and um, that we've worked together in the past and that we're still together, not as business partners, but as a different kind of partner. And I look forward to what the future might bring for you and me. I'm, I'm sure it's going to bring us something pretty exciting because both of us <laughs> are ready and ignited and, and ready to do it. But uh, I, I want you to know, Jen, I, I'm so eternally grateful for you and, and what you've always brought to me. And for being that earth woman that you are and for nurturing my spirit the way that you do. And I know that these times are so very challenging for everyone. And I am honored that you have chosen to spend time with us today. I look forward to seeing you on the second Wednesday of next month when we continue to discuss ways of coping in this new arena. You've been listening to me, Susan Huff with Living Your Gifts, Ancient Applications for Modern Times on Transformation Talk Radio. And you can always reach me by going to livingyourgifts.com and at livingyourgifts on Instagram. And thanks again for joining us and I'll see you next month and make sure you take the time to drink in that peace, that water, and to allow it to flow through you and to wake, in, wake you up in a way you can serve the world with only the way your gift can. And that's it for Living Your Gifts on Transformation Talk Radio, and we'll see you next month. You've been listening to Living Your Gifts, Ancient Applications for Modern Times. Now go out and face the world with your powerful, unique self. You get to be you. Now that is radical. Show the world what you learned and help make it a little bit better each and every day. To learn more about me, please visit www.livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com.